should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because Dark Brandon says smoke them if you got them. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, the Alpha Top Dog Pure Blood. <laughs> I'm most a gamma. Uh, like, let's, let's be real. <laughs> like, that's on a good day. I'm a gamma on a good day. Uh, you know what I just realized is I don't remember who it was that tagged us on that on Twitter, uh, who I was supposed to put into my notes to be a Spooky World New World Order recipient, uh, but I forgot. So in the few minutes between now and then, Benedict, look I'm at Twitter it. and figure out who that was. Yep, I'm on it. Uh, but yeah. Benedict! I, I would like to point out that is not Kevin's actual new nickname for me. It's just <laughs> what a Jan 6 defender was calling themselves uh, on some forum. And, uh, and it's yeah. pretty great. And it's pretty great. Benedict! If you're at a taco bar with all the fixings, Oof. what are you putting on yours? Okay, what's my base? So do I do I have do I have Let, a Let's just say no no here I'll even say it. The the fillings are at the all you can eat taco bar with everything imaginable. Right, so you get okay. to pick your fillings too. So I'm doing corn corn tacos, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh and then at, like a, a, a whatever variety of meat on a stick that they have. So <laughs> Whether that's al pastor, not going with lengua. Uh, no, not lengua. I do like lengua sometimes. Um, whether that's al pastor or adobada is one. There's Los Tacos number one in New York. They call theirs adobada. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically al pastor. And then you you've got your uh, just say Los... shrimp, you dick. No, it's not shrimp. It's pork. <laughs> um, that's a joke because yeah, never mind. Yeah, uh, sure. Because um, they sound the same. Sure. And to then... white people. <laughs> Are you done? Go ahead. And then uh, a little pico, a little pineapple, if you've got an al pastor, a little grilled pineapple. Mm, like uh, a pineapple pico, even. A little, I could do, and a little spicy sauce and a little, cilant- a little cilantro. And then, you know that green sludge that's like tomatillo, avocado? Tomatillo salsa. Yeah, but not salsa. Yeah. It's like a, a, well, I guess it is a salsa, but it's like a, it's runnier than salsa. It's not like chopped up tomatillos. It's blend, like blitzed tomatillos. Yeah, I've always just called that tomatillo salsa. Okay, well, I call it green sludge because I don't know what its actual <laughs> name is, but it's delicious. Oh, says the man who comes from the country of mushy peas. <laughs> <laughs> also green sludge. Also delicious. Um, yeah, so that's me. What about you? Uh, me? I am going with corn, corn tortilla. Uh, carne asada for okay. sure. Uh, I like a little bit of lettuce on mine. Give me some of that crunch, a little bit that you just don't get if you just All have right. a, a just a plain meat in there. Uh, I'm also gonna go. I'm not gonna go with a pico. I'm gonna go with an actual salsa uh, for my heat. That's what I'm putting on it. Okay. And then a little bit of uh, the uh, quote unquote Mexican cheese, mm. which is just a mixture of I think Colby Jack and some cheddar. <laughs> Oh, okay, not like a not like a cotija. No, like no, a, no, not like a farmer's okay. cheese or a fresh yeah. Mexican cheese. No, I mean, no. like if you go to an American supermarket and you get the bag that is marked Mexican cheese. Yeah, I don't know about that. It seems a little <laughs> weird. You're right. It's not bad. It's just like Colby Jack and and cheddar. I think that's all it is. Maybe sure. a little mozzarella in there. That's what it is. A little uh, mozzarella. Yep, yep. And that's that's mine right there. I keep it simple. I don't try and uh, pile too much on there. No, that's uh, good. Let you the carnitas be the star uh, the, of the, the show. Corn, the corn taco lacks some integrity as a vehicle. Yes, it does. So you yes, can't, it does. But it's also the superior taco shell, so you can't pile it too well, high. I would say if you go with a flour tortilla, it automatically sort of turns into a burrito because we all end up putting too much on it and That's just it, folding it over the It has more structural integrity yep, as an item. Yep. And then you're <laughs> exactly. like, well, I better just fucking roll this up now. <laughs> Rolling a fat one. But anyways, better <laughs> Uh, you probably know, but I some do. of the folks out there, um, they may not uh, know exactly what it is we do on this program here. And to them, I would say, this is the show where we go deep, profunda, profunda, profunda. Uh, I did the feminine version this time. <laughs> sure, <why not? laughs> to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reading a chapter from a work of conservative nonfiction, and in between, 
taking a look at the other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Benedict, start us off. Do you have a hot take for us this week? No. Yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> I, I know you, I know you didn't. I thought that maybe in that 30 seconds between you remembering that that's a thing we do on the show, like you do every week, and the answer coming out of your mouth, yeah. that maybe you'd find the power to bullshit. No. No, you would think I, that. I'm I not like... joking to the listener. Benedict, despite the fact that we now have, I think, close to 110, 115 episodes, I haven't counted them, Forget it doing this exact format, Literally Benedict forgets every single week of his life <laughs> that we do this. Every single time. You know, you're not wrong. That's that's true. Um, you go first, and then I'll think of one. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine is just, uh, hey, isn't it dank, Brandon? Am I right? Am I right? You can't just take the things yeah. that you text me yeah. throughout the week and make them a hot take. That's not fair. Okay, but to be fair, this happened like an hour ago. Uh, with uh, uh, Joe Biden announcing he's going to pardon all simple possession uh, of marijuana in the United States, as well as uh, pressuring all governors to do the same. That's great. Mm. And the third one there, which I think is the big one, uh, which is telling the DOJ to begin the process to deschedule marijuana as a Schedule One drug. That's Good. that's the big one. That's the big one. Um, and I think I saw somebody who I highly respect uh, tweet out earlier today that isn't it like right after the announcement came isn't it sad that Joe Biden is the best president of my lifetime it's yeah. like it's like you know we've gone back and forth throughout his administration he does some good stuff he kind of just does nothing he kind of does some shitty stuff ah but then he does this thing and it's like you know hey that's the Democrats man yeah they do some good stuff every Grab now and then which is more than you can say for the others. Um, okay, I do have one also based on All right. text. What's your hot take? The Herschel Walker stuff is extremely oh, funny. It's oh, so God. funny. Yes, it I, is. And I mean, funny on an immensely sad and tragic level, given yes, the subject the, matter. Okay, are, are we on the same page here? I want to know, because it's something I've been thinking. He has, uh, I, I'm not a doctor, obviously. Went to, went to law school, not medical school. Herschel Walker has brain damage, correct? I mean, I, look, he's not all... I mean, he's he's, he's not, not well. Yeah, he's he, not he well. Not, I legitimately think that the public in this circumstance can diagnose him with CTE. I think that's you possible. Know, it's not. It's not impossible. And like he, I saw him doing interviews, and he seems to like have just forgotten what he said like earlier that, in the day. Look, that that happens, right? But I have seen too many. And you know, this is a thing where uh, one of the things that we do, given what we cover on the show, is we see the right taking clips out of context all the time and all this stuff and oh, they'll we do could it do a whole fucking attack ad on him based on like a day's worth of footage well, well you like... you could just play him start to finish <laughs> you don't <laughs> need fair, the sharp you cuts with, you could do that with biden too oh like. yeah you could do that with nancy pelosi <laughs> you could do that with a lot of, but herschel walker is like what 52 yeah right he's 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 not joe biden or nancy it's pelosi. not senility He's not with, well. He is Herschel not Walker. well. And it yeah. is not one of those cases of just, oh, look, uh, uh, Kamala Harris said North Korea was an ally. Uh, how weird, how messed up is she yeah. when they took that out of context and, and she just misspoke? It like, also this. is obviously like, given that it's about abortion and he wants a strict abortion ban, like obviously right. people's lives are at stake here and mm -hmm. it's not like that part of it isn't Oh yeah, funny let's, let's not let his brain damage wash over the fact that he's a massive piece of shit. Yeah, like, but the way you know. the Daily Beast reported this out was oh, sublime. Brilliant. The fact that they originally went with anonymous sources and he was like, I've never met this woman. And then they were like, actually, this is the person who is the mother of your child. <laughs> it's is extremely it's good. I mean, okay, I have, like I do with so many media outlets, a love-hate relationship with the Daily Beast. Uh, I love them. Yesterday you texted me. I love the Daily I do. Beast. Well, I fucking love the Daily Beast. But what I hate about the Daily Beast has nothing to do with reporting. It's the fact that they self-consciously do the fucking tabloid bullshit. Uh, and like, under, I'm looking at the Daily Beast homepage right now. And under the Herschel Walker story is a slightly off-kilter red text that just says, oh, they do do Fumble! <laughs> you know what? I love that. I don't lean the fuck into it. I fucking I think hate it's good. so much. No, I okay, love it. The story next to that is Chris Pratt's Super Mario accent is worse than we feared. And the red text oh, underneath boy. that is Mamma Mia. <laughs> 
in another life, I would be writing Yes, this. you would. You totally <laughs> would. <laughs> I mean, and also, I love the Daily Beast because they have done, for years, some of the best coverage of the far right. Uh, yeah, Will Sumner. Will Sumner uh, at the Daily Beast. They also have, Sumner, uh, sorry, yeah. I think they, ha- I don't know if he's still there. Uh, I think Jake, um, uh, why am I blanking on his last name? Um, I am blanking on his last name, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. The host of Shitpost. No? Why are you leaving yeah. me alone on this? Why are you not helping? You are on your own. Ah! Why am I hurting inside? Hold on, now I have to get his name because I'm no, I'm fucking blanking. It's not Jake, is it? It's Why am I I you know, this is one of those things, there's so many names in my brains all the time and Is uh, it Jared? Do you mean Jared, Jared Holt, Holt, that's who I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Holt was there. Uh, but anyways, yes, they have. He's a, not there. I think he works at a think tank now. Now he does, and also Molly. God damn it, I'm not going to be able to remember her last name. It doesn't matter. They have some great reporters mm-hmm. uh, who cover the far right, and so I really love the, what they do there. But anyways, um, anyway, this turned into a long hot take session, so let's maybe skip. <laughs> that's the other not stuff. why we're here. Uh, housekeeping this week. Remember to rate and review us on the iTunes. Uh, follow us on all of the social medias. Uh, short couple of u- updates. Uh, you can one, just tell people to review us on Spotify too. Like I know we don't really like yeah, Spotify, but that's where a lot Spotify. of people listen to. Give us some stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it. Do We're going to uh, take Spotify down from the inside. A <laughs> uh, couple of updates. First off, I have a dog now, and oh, you should all yay. just know that. In addition to being a Peloton owner, that's another reason why I'm better than all of you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, also, uh, speaking of Donald Glover from last week's episode, uh, after we finished recording that, I saw that Alan, Alison Brie uh, had Instagrammed or tweeted or something, hashtag and a movie. Oh, so they're doing a community thing, right? I fucking hope so! I fucking hope I so! I love I community so much. It. I, look, I just saw that she tweeted that hashtag. I didn't look into I saw, it. I thought Joel McHale did I didn't as well. Wanna, I'm pretty sure. Um, I didn't want to get my hopes up. I'm pretty sure I didn't want to get my hopes I'm up. Pretty, I'm pretty but sure I, it's I hope it's coming. I hope it's coming. I love Community so much. It's such an amazing show. Everyone should go watch it if you haven't. Uh, and last one is that uh, we're, we're, we're not doing the normal show this week, which you know because you read the episode title when you clicked on it. Uh, but I just wanted to point out that it is, of course... Benedict's fault mm. that we're not doing the normally the uh, planned program this week, which would have been the the militia episode we had planned. Uh, but on Sunday, as we were recording this week's episode, I say as we record on Thursday, Benedict told me that he was going out of town and would be gone, uh, giving me three days rather than my usual week to prepare the next episode. And I just didn't feel like I could get it up to the quality. And Kevin was lazy. Sure, that's exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> uh, I didn't think I could get it up to the quality standards that I have for the Lunatic Fringe series. Also, which everyone to be should fair, know by now is my baby, right? I, yes, it is. I told Kevin I was going away in July, and he said, yeah. "I'm not going to remember that. Tell me closer to the time," which I took to heart <laughs> and did. <laughs> Three days, Benedict. Yeah. Three days. Thank you so very much. Otherwise, you'd forget. I can't tell you a week out. Otherwise, you'd be like, I'm not going to remember that. Tell me closer uh-huh. to the time. Uh-huh. But of course, that does mean we're going to be doing Prager Roulette today. But before we get to that, why don't we do some inductions into the spooky world, New World Order. Blah. Starting off with Starshark at Starshark668 on Twitter. You are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. It's at as well as hope, by the way, was the... Oh, that's... That's who it was. At Andy's Home My Hope. I just realized, I think when he, they tweeted that at us, um, I realized, because the handle is Andy. Home My Hope. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, the name is Andy's. And I just, for the first time, put that together. And I think, I think it's supposed to be read as Andy's Home My Hope. I hope that's what it is. Well, you are now part Andy's of our. Andy's at home, I hope. Yeah, either way, you're now part of our. New World Spooky World Order. And of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending to others. Leave me a, a, a tag us or send me a screenshot. Leave us a five star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know about it. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity. Send me some sort of proof. Become a patron or just get my attention with something good like one of our two did this week. But of course, we have to begin this week's episode. And Benedict, as we always do with Prager Roulette, I will tell you. That we have 12 tabs oh open God. on the little screen. 
on the little uh we're gonna do we're gonna do clips. some of them as a patron app right is the that's the vibe i think we might uh we we recognized today that we forgot to do a patron only bonus episode last month although we did do a tidbit uh and so of course when benedict gets back from his vacation uh next week we will be making up for that uh as we always do our patrons know us by now mm. they know this happens with us so we will be doing a tidbit today as well but benedict one through twelve what'll you have uh eight Number eight. That makes me count from left to right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Number eight, Benedict. This one is from Media Matters, and it is titled, Fox News host predicts that clean energy will lead to eugenics. And let's see if you can name this Fox host. Okay, let's go. Is it Mark Levin? There's a reason why most... (laughs) Mark Levin. You knew I was going to have a Mark Levin yeah. clip in here. Yeah. <laughs> Unfair. To the people protesting, the Dobbs decision aren't minorities. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we talked over it a little bit, but he was, he was pointing out, isn't it weird that most of the people protesting Dobbs are not minorities? No, I heard what he said. And okay. he said, what? <laughs> well... You know, uh, the right can't deal with the fact that they don't have minorities on their side because they're, you know, the party of white supremacy. So they have to play this game of just pretending, oh, those are all just white liberals out there. Yeah. General game strategy for them. Mm -hmm. Just want you to think about this. Strange. By the way, I've been to several uh, pro-abortion protests since the fall of Dobbs, and it is, without fail, uh, a very, very diverse crowd at all of those protests. Yeah. Obsession, this abortion issue, particularly when they're promoting abortion on demand, partial birth abortion, that oh is really effectively infanticide. Not happening. What's that all about? It's about you lying, Mark. It's about you lying. Mm-hmm. It's about controlling nature. It's Not about God. being God's master. <laughs> That's Not what it is. Nature being what nature is. Ah, uh, yes. Great argument. And if you can control nature. Benedict, at least it's not a block quote. That's it what I'll say. Be. At least it's not a block quote. No, but it is like a paraphrasing of like, I don't know, Nietzsche. Like, it's... <laughs> That remind. I think uh, I didn't put it in our list for today, but there was, I think, a uh, a recent PragerU video by Prager by Dennis Prager, and it was like something titled like "Why It's Hard to Love God" or something like that. <laughs> Just like some Deuteronomy bullshit yeah. run through he had sure or something. Right. If you can co- control the climate, then by God, you can control the people. You can control the people. And things like the Bill of Rights, federalism, they get in the way of this. Like free speech on the internet, <laughs> free speech period. They get in the way of this. Because you know how it's all, this goes back to one of my theses, right? That this argument they have about it all being about control and power, they have to have that as the end goal of their boogeyman. Also, because. Otherwise, nothing makes sense. Yes, but also, like, if you take that argument in isolation, free speech is the bulwark to the dominion over nature. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does I mean, that come on. mean? He's on a roll. He's on yeah. a roll. <laughs> it's just like, they get, like, halfway down these, like, sentence alleys with just no exit. And then you're like, if you oh. take any little bit of it in isolation, you're like, that makes no fucking sense. So often I'm convinced he doesn't remember what he said five seconds no, ago. No, but it's, you know, like, when people talk for, like, ten minutes and you're like, that's not at all related to the question that I asked. <laughs> that's what Mark does, but it's his own show notes. Yep. Like truly free elections, as opposed to fixed outcomes that the Democrats keep pushing. The desire twice now, in less than a century, to pack the Supreme Court. To threaten the independence of the judicial system. If you don't control it, if you do, you support judicial tyranny. Because is it denying people places and then packing them with the people that you want to pack them with when you're allowed to do it? Yeah, I mean, it's the Uh, same. I don't don't know if you know this, uh, but representation in our government that adequately and appropriately 
appropriately uh, reflects the actual people of this country is is fascism. I don't, I don't know if you know that. Did you know that? Didn't, no. Okay, good, good. We got that squared away. Journey. To support elections, you win. And to try and undermine elections, you lose. Okay, <laughs> Mark. Okay, Mark. Shut the fuck up, Mark. Yeah. Like the war on Donald Trump. As there will be a war on Republicans forevermore. He can't. He feels melodramatic and sad in this clip. It feels yeah, like he that. had just watched the Herschel Walker interview. <laughs> I need a bit of that shouty Mark energy. I mean, this is yeah. This, he doesn't get very shouty in this. Bringing one. me he down get a very bit. Shouty. It goes on, and he starts talking about well, yeah, that's what they're doing with climate change. And next thing you know, they're going to say that we can't drive gas cars. They are going to be electric. And then they're going to say you can't even drive your electrical cars because we got to use gas to make electricity. And then they're going to do eugenics. Mm. That's basically where it goes, except I was much more excited about it than he was. Uh, so we can we can be done with that one. We can be done with that. Uh, Eleven more clips, Benedict. What do you have? Ooh, uh, three. Number three. This is a PragerU clip. Uh, and oh, also, here's one thing I need to mention, is that with the PragerU clips this week, for some reason when I was pulling them up, I kept thinking, we did this one already, didn't we? Didn't we do this one? Because at some point, they all sort of blend together and seem like exactly the same <laughs> thing to me. So it's very possible we are going to redo PragerU clips That's that fine. we've already done before, and neither of us will remember yep. until halfway through. Uh, but this one is titled, Totalitarianism, Can It Happen in America? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and uh, the one presenting this is Rod Dreher. Oh, fucking author Rod of Didn't he go on a, like, Orban-sponsored scholarship to Hungary recently? Is it that guy? I don't remember if that was him. I mean, he got shit on on Twitter the other day, and I was yeah, you know, helping the, with that pile on. The, yeah, the Target <laughs> um, chest binder thing. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. Uh, but here we go. Uh, let's see what he has to say about totalitarianism yeah, happening Hungary, in America. So let's, let's hear what he has to say about yep, totalitarianism. Yep. Oh, we have another great clip coming up. Oh, my God. We have a great clip coming later. Great. Uh, I, won't, I won't spoil it Make all, sure that but, makes it but, into the oh, show. So just oh, lie, lie to yeah. me about which one you're picking. Yes, I will. I promise. Okay. Here's the good news. The secret police are not coming with guns to take you away to a prison camp in a frozen wasteland. No, they're not the secret police. That's just the, the regular police, and we are allowed minute, to have Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What? Do you remember the 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 quote that you read uh, from Alex Jones's book two episodes ago, where it was something along the lines of the the, the police aren't going to take you and put you in prison, but you might end up in a cyber gulag? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I feel like, and and again, I have not watched this video. I didn't watch all of our videos this week. I watched four or five of them. Um, I, if that's where this goes next, you owe me a you owe me a coke. Okay. That's where we're going. I will buy this. you a coke if that goes okay. into cyber. If it goes into cyber. If he says the word cyber gulag. All right, all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. They did that in communist countries in the twentieth century. It's not going to happen here in America or in Western Europe. Here's the bad news. The secret police aren't coming for you because they don't have to. There are ways to shut you up and keep you quiet it's looking that likely. don't involve physical force. I'm calling a win already. I'm calling a <laughs> no, win already. I, I, totally I need am. to hear the word cyber gulags. <laughs> the powers that be, and that now includes major corporations, the educational establishment, the media, and the government, can just kick you off the internet. Come on, come on, I fucking win, no. I fucking win. Come on, keep going. <laughs> Put you on a no-fly list and bar you from using the banking system. We can describe scenario number one as hard totalitarian and okay. scenario number two as soft totalitarianism. There are big differences between them, but in the end, you arrive at the same place, submission and silence. Okay. Who is being banned from using our banking I, system? People are. I think, like, um, not the banking system necessarily, but, like, I think PayPal have shut some people down and, like, Stripe. Oh, okay. And, okay. Like... But, okay. I, I don't know why I ask these questions because I am the one who knows the answers to them and what they would say. They would be like, well, you know, this soft totalitarianism doesn't necessarily need a centralized figure running the totalitarian state because all these uh, companies are working in collusion with each other and blah, 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 blah. But when the reality is, 
PayPal doesn't want to work with Alex Jones. Yeah. So conservatives are oppressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. It, it does. To grasp it does the... raise the question though of like, this is too. I mean, maybe we can do this on a Patreon episode. But like, what? Like, is there a line there? Uh, I mean, I think as far as like you know, payment processors are not wanting to work with people. Like, no, no, I, I don't think so. So it, we still have cash in this country. It, but, I mean, we still have checks. Like, you can still use other ways of banking. These are just conveniences. They're modern conveniences. And they do, in fact, make life easier. Uh, But, you know, the thing is, like, there will be. There will be a bank. And this is, like, going back to, I think, like, the, the, you know, uh, gay wedding cake thing. Like, this is easily distinguishable from someone who is actually a member of a protected Mm. class. And this fucking stupid bullshit where you're spreading lies or hatred and people don't want to do business with you. Like, those are two very different things. Two very entire. No, no, I just I, I wonder why the line is. Um, I don't know. I'd probably come up with something if I thought about it. But I, the I, line is I, making I don't, people I don't believe it's enough. mail checks to Alex Jones. That's like yeah, I, I don't believe it's enough of an actual problem in the no. world for me to care about and think yeah, about that's... enough because this is not happening. They're like they're they're pretending this is just happening to Joe Bob Smith. Who lives out in Arkansas? Oh, no. it's, it's like, it's well, no, it's not. Figures, basically, like, yeah, it's happening to people who are rich already, yeah. and Laura Loomer, who fucked her own life up by being a piece of shit. The threat of totalitarianism, hard or soft, it's important to understand exactly what it means. According to the famous political scholar Hannah Arendt, a totalitarian society is one in which an ideology seeks to displace all prior traditions and institutions with the goal of bringing all aspects of society under control of that ideology. I mean, that's a a nice-sounding definition, but that's not nearly comprehensive enough to really be a a useful definition of totalitarianism. Because that's all flowery language. And if you go to a high enough level of abstraction, as I'm sure, I'm sure Mr. Dreher is about to do, you can fit basically anything under that umbrella. A church falls under that umbrella. It wants to replace, you know, it, it wants to displace prior traditions and institutions and bring all aspects of society under its control. Churches, they think that all society should be Christian, right? That's totalitarian. I would also probably agree that most churches are totalitarianism, particularly in the United States, where a lot of them want to be Christian nationalists, but that's a different issue altogether. The state literally defines and controls reality. Truth is whatever the rulers decide it is. These rulers might say something like, men can have babies. And we go straight, less than two minutes in. Less than two minutes in we go to transphobia. You know how that's the real important, and and like, I think it's important because the right are attacking trans people. But for them, pretending as though that's an important issue in society? Like, what the the fuck? Like, how can you even... We haven't gotten into very deeply on this show, you know, the whole trans panic mm. thing. I think because A, it hasn't come up on our books, yeah. uh, and B, it's a depressing topic. It is, and other shows uh, cover it much more in depth and much more deeply. Probably like... do. But it is like, you know, something that is relevant to this subset of society that we examine and talk about. Well, I think it's, it's, like, it's also because, you know, like, they do the, like, every panic lasts about four months at a time. So, like, we'd always... This one feels like it's it lasting has, yeah, way this, longer. I mean, this this is an ongoing panic, like, this, but that it, yeah. it has become particularly acute in the last year or so, I'd say. Well, yeah. I don't know. It was pretty acute in 2016 as well with the... Um, Bathroom, bathroom bills, bills and all that yeah. stuff going on yep it's just it's just one that's here to stick uh yeah. because they found something that the right is really fucking scared <laughs> of and that they can use to gin them up and get them to go yeah. vote uh i'm done with this right, video fuck you because, uh, as soon as he starts getting into that shit i'm done 10 videos left benedict what do you have uh whichever number is the really good one ah ah well benedict this one Ben Shapiro. Oh, and not it is not just any Ben Shapiro. It is scraggly bearded oh, Ben okay. Shapiro. Have you seen him now that he's tried to redo his look? I haven't, no. It's a bad look. Google Ben Shapiro beard right now. It's a bad look for him. He just looks like he has a dirty face. <laughs> it's so good. It's so outstanding. He's trying to be more manly and he just looks more like a child who got into a bag of Oreos. Uh, but... Man, this it one looks is from like you Media snorted Man. cocoa powder and it all fell onto your chin. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> it's not a good look, is it? 
I mean, I say this as a finely bearded man. A finely bearded man. This beard works for me. Um, Ben, shave it. Uh, But this is from Media Matters, and it is titled, Ben Shapiro Defends Christian Nationalism, and that is exactly what he does. So the, the quote-unquote rise of a liberal democracy is really not a rise of anything new. I forgot how fast It is a restoration speaks. of something that is actually quite old. What was that? I forgot how fast he speaks. Like, you go from Rod Dreher to that, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, I have to reset yeah. my brain to, like, yeah. catch up with this It's man. a bit jarring. Oh, oh, Benedict. And one of these later videos is going to slow it back down oh, for God, us. God, has it done this yeah. prayer again? Nope, nope. But this is a familiar figure for us. Old. Now, you can call it illiberal in a way to rebrand it. You can say it's illiberal because the left kind of likes that term because then they get to claim that because liberal is good, therefore illiberal is bad. But the re- so, so in case you missed it because Benedict and I have been talking about this, he is right now in a defense of illiberal democracy. Mm. Yeah. Which, which is something that Orban pitches Hungary as. Right, for example. right. As, as you know, uh, a fake democracy with repression of all of your enemies. Mm-hmm. So that non-democracy yeah. democracy. <laughs> Fascism. He's talking about fascism. The reality is that what we are talking about is not anything new. It is a restoration of an understanding of conservatism that is bone deep. I gotta say, he's 100% correct on that. Yeah. I can't disagree with him. That that last sentence, again, is meaningless, though. I mean, that literally means nothing. Illiberal democracy is just a a, a conservative tradition that is bone deep. I'm 100% with him on it. 100% with him. Fascism is just a conservative tradition that is bone deep. When Edmund Burke talked about the little platoons of society families, he's writing this in like the early 1800s. When he talks about the destruction of that at the hands of the French revolutionaries, that is not quote unquote illiberal democracy. He's talking about values still matter in a liberal democracy. That liberal democracy in fact cannot exist, that it tears itself apart along individualistic lines unless you have that shared set of values. So, you know, democracy, I guess, can only survive if there's rigid enforcement of societal norms. Yeah. A.K.A. fascism. He's just supporting fascism here! Yeah, it's also... First of all, find another fucking writer to quote, because (laughs) is Edmund Burke the only... He loves him some Edmund Burke, though. They all do. Like, everyone is like, oh, and Edmund Burke is like fucking Nostradamus for the French Revolution. Like, he got one thing (laughs) right, and then it's like, oh, Edmund Burke was right about the French Revolution, therefore why... You know what, it... It's just like with Alex Jones on uh, Jussie Smollett, <laughs> because Alex Jones immediately re- had That's a reaction. A well, because he calls everything yeah, a exactly. false flag, particularly if it's anything bad that happens to an African-American person. And so he wasn't right because he analyzed the situation or knew anything. He was just right because he was a reactionary yeah. douchebag and a white supremacist. Well, as Edsel points out, there are many other signals pointing to the vulnerability of the liberal state. A 2020 study, Global Satisfaction with Democracy, by the Bennett Institute for Public Policy at the University of Cambridge, found that dissatisfaction with democracy has grown rapidly in developed nations since the recession of 2008. I mean, that's not surprising. Well, to, Why well, does that hold mean on. we I, need I, illiberal democracy? B- before you... I have three points. First okay. of all, it sounds like he's swallowing some... I will of, allow you two. Okay. First, uh, <laughs> no, I'm doing three. First of all, it sounds it sounds like he's swallowed some of his beard and is trying to get it out of his mouth. <laughs> he, he's talking like Sylvester Cat, but very, very fast. Um, <laughs> okay. Second point, I can't tell when he's saying liberal and when he's saying illiberal, so it makes his argument really hard to follow. Yeah, um, yeah. And third of all, to your point, yeah, when democracies cause people pain like economic recessions, people won't like that system. That is not a huge fucking surprise. Like, Yeah, I mean, also, like, I I would say I haven't checked that study he's talking about, but if I were to look at it, I would probably find that there are probably some other factors going into those. No, I I mean, he's right that there is a general rise in dissatisfaction with democracy as a a form of government um, because people... You know, when you get stuff like fucking gridlock and nothing ever changes and nothing gets done mm-hmm. or both parties yeah. are ultimately the same, like, then people are like, well, hey, why don't we just have a fucking authoritarian who at least would get some shit done and maybe things would change? I get that. I yeah. get that impulse. Probably true. Probably true. Let's see what he else has to say. And that one of the sharpest increases in discontent has been in the United States. Now for the first... That was the point I wanted to address, Mm. I think, when I was just mentioning a minute ago, is I think there are some other things in the United States that maybe have people dissatisfied with democracy, like the fact that our government is controlled by the minority party. Yeah. 
for the most well, part. Well, that's the, that's right? the thing I was saying. I mean, it's like, it's fucking gridlock. Nothing ever changes. Like, no. And not that nothing ever changes, but it just seems like you vote for an agenda and then half of it doesn't happen or three quarters. Well, I, I would say that what people would want, it, it, the, the coming out of that study he's talking about, is that people want a society that is more democratic and more representative mm-hmm. rather than an illiberal one, which is less... So a democracy, is... not a republic, is what you're telling me? Yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. Or maybe just like, you know, we get rid of stupid shit like the Senate or the Electoral College. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah no. The first time on record says the report polls show a majority of Americans dissatisfied with their system of government, a system of which they were once famously proud. Such levels of democratic dissatisfaction would not be unusual elsewhere, but for the United States, it marks the end of an exceptionalism, a profound shift in America's view of itself and therefore of its place in the world. Why do you think that is? It is a reflection of just how remarkable the shift in sentiment has been that a presidential candidate could arrive at the White House after a presidential campaign that denounced American political institutions as corrupt and promised to step back from promoting democracy abroad in favor of putting America first, treating all countries transactionally based on a spirit of realism, regardless of their adherence to or deviations from democratic norms. Again, that is a misread of. I can't. I, I, I. I think he just realized there that he was reading something that was critical of Trump. Yeah. <laughs> at the end, at the very end, he realized yeah. that. A <laughs> little bit more. Let's see where he goes with it. American history. If you read John Quincy Adams, he was talking openly about the idea that we should not go abroad in search of monsters to slay. So this is just the idea that American history started with Woodrow Wilson and that anything that rebuts Woodrow Hold Wilson on. and his Hold philosophy... He just pulled that out of the thin air. Nobody fucking mentioned Woodrow Wilson uh, until you did, Ben. No, I mean, just because he happened to change policy, but also Theodore Roosevelt fucking invaded Cuba. So, like, what are you Mm -hmm. talking about? Second of all, um, John Quincy Adams was, like, in the early 1800s. America was a nascent nation and was certainly not a world power. No, it probably shouldn't have been going abroad in search of monsters to slay. How dare you disrespect my founders? My ju- no, no, uh, Quincy was sort a of founder. Universalistic liberalism. That anything that rebuts that is is therefore fascistic or illiberal <laughs> yeah. is, I think, quite silly. And the the idea here is that something new is happening when it's not something new. It is just reacting to something that is new. The the actual thing that is new is the jettisoning of family, the jettisoning of God in the public space, the jettisoning of borders. Right? No one fifty years ago would have thought this was a good idea. And yet the entire left has now done this. And so when you respond to that and, you, and they call themselves liberal and they say that their roots run back to, to John Locke as opposed to where they really run back, which is to Rousseau and the French revolutionaries. When they say that Rousseau sort of stuff, not... the, the response tends to be a little bit off the mark. Like it's correct in substance, but wrong in branding is, is what I would say about the quote unquote illiberal. It's all about branding, Benedict. It's all about those Kevin, aesthetics. I honestly don't know what his point is. I don't either, but he's getting to it democracy angle from the right that everybody seems so so worried about right? when, when, this is why when people on the right use the phrase christian nationalism people on the left here ah we are talking about religious fascism well no when people say christian nationalism typically what they mean is not that the official church of the united states should be the the catholic church or that the or that the church of the united states should dictate they the terms don't mean it should of be service the in the United church. States. What it means instead, when Bill say Christian nationalism, is that undergirding the values of the United States are a set of Judeo-Christian values, and when you jettison those values, you destroy the United States. No, that's not what that's they not mean. That's not what they ben. mean at all. And also, if it is, mean. then you're forcing people, you're forcing values onto people. So what are you talking about? Well, he just tried to do it in the opposite direction. What he tried to do was say that what they mean is that there's a set of Judeo-Christian values that undergird the United States. And what people actually mean when they say Christian nationalism is the country should be, uh, decisions should be made based upon my Christian values. Fuck the Judeo. They don't believe in that part. So that's uh, that's where Ben is. He's out there supporting Christian nationalism, right. as they all are these awesome. days, bringing that good fascism home. Benedict, we are down to nine, nine. videos. Uh, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Which one will you have? Two. Number two, Benedict. This one is back to a PragerU video. This one is titled, When Big Business Went Woke. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't give me... What's the guy's name? Vivek... Ramaswamy. I I don't know how to pronounce that properly. I'm assuming he might say it at the beginning, but uh, let's see what he has to say. It's not going to be good. Nope. Wokeism. The idea that America is a systemically racist country. Okay. <laughs> so wokeism has a definition now, apparently. Yeah. And it's um, that. And, and it's that. Okay. 
I wasn't at that conference where people agreed on that definition, but fine. And that your identity is defined by your race, your gender, and your sexual orientation is no longer about challenging the system. Wokeism is the system. Oh shit, Benedict! It is the system! Sure. Fuck, I gotta fight the man! So, if that's the, me- uh, the, the them, if that's the them, I'm not allowed to use uh, pronouns or, or gendered language, uh, I have to fight the, the person, is what I have to do. Uh. Blame the radical academics, blame the college administrators, blame the woke graduates, but these aren't the people who took woke- The fuck are you talking about? That is who you blame. Yeah. Wokeism mainstream. That dubious distinction belongs to an unexpected source, big business. Okay. (laughs) That's right. The largest companies in America, the standard bearers of American capitalism, have injected this virus into the arteries of commerce. Jesus, this guy has a mile-long forehead. I just have to mention that. His head goes all the way up. Our story begins in 2008, following the mortgage crisis, that led to the near collapse of the entire banking system. Bankers got paid a lot of money when times were good, but got a bailout from taxpayers when times went bad. No wonder Americans were skeptical of capitalism, and for good reason, because it was really just crony capitalism. Ah, we love that one, don't we? Don't we always love that one? It's not real capitalism, it's crony capitalism. Real, uh, what's the voice? Real capitalism has never been tried (laughs) in practice. The old real capitalism has never been tried in practice, comrade. The left wanted to punish the banks in the usual way, seize their money and redistribute it to the poor. But the new woke left added a new twist. The real problem, they said, wasn't just poverty or economic injustice. It was a 300-year history of white patriarchy. You know, I was alive in 2008. Um... And I don't remember these discussions happening at all. No. Okay. Ironically, this new idea, you know it is critical race theory, uh, presented Wall yeah. Street with a way to get out. Uh, you know that thing that the right just discovered two and a half years ago? Yeah, you may know. Uh, that was actually a 2008. Thing. That was what yeah. 2008 was about. Out of their PR disaster. A way to go from being the bad guys to poof, becoming the good guys. All they had to do was to admit that their eyes had been opened. In other words, um, hey, hey, Vivek, um, I, I don't know who has to tell you this, but um, the, the left still hates banks. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they really do. They really, really do. do not like Wall Street, generally. Yeah, not fans, not fans. Um, the, so you remember that video? Um, uh, there were these, these, these couple of guys, uh, they had guitars, um, and they sang these songs, and they went to Wall Street uh, and recorded a video uh, illegally. I think their name was like Rage in Favor of the Machine or something <laughs> like that. Um, they changed it. After this happened, obviously, it used mm. to be something else. Now they changed it to that. Um, so that's that's what's yeah. That was a long time pre two thousand eight, though, Kevin. This all happened in two thousand eight. So, <laughs> okay. In other words, they woke up. Oh my! God. You want us to fix global warming? Is that no why problem. it's called being woke? Want- uh, I mean, uh, technically, yeah, that is where where that comes from. No, I yeah. know. I just, f- I just fuck off. Yeah. Like <laughs> to get on board with the transgender movement? Sure, we'll do that too. Solve systemic racism? Sounds great. As long as... They've done none of those things. No, but also, why is it a bad thing if they do? Like... Like, like okay, you know, putting up a Black Lives Matter flag at, uh, you know, Jackson Hewitt headquarters is not solving, solving systemic, systemic racism, racism or whatever no. the fuck he called it. No. All right. And look, again, th- there's, a, there's a fucking argument to be made that this is all lip service that companies are paying and they don't make any tangible change. And yeah, it's man. All smoke and mirrors and yeah. don't look behind the curtain. Yeah, that in fact was the argument I was making. Do that. <laughs> th- but just make that fucking argument. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that, and that's the thing. That's where this difference comes in is his argument is those, those three things are either fake or not a real problem or CRT. So evil. I guess, right? Yeah. Rather than uh, our criticism, which would be they're not actually doing anything about those problems. Yeah, it's all That's where the split comes in, right? Uh, I'm bonking this video. I'm done with this guy. Uh, we need something new. We have eight left, Benedict. What'll you have? One. Number one. Ah, Benedict. We're going back to an old standby of ours. This is our pal, Art Thompson of the John Birch Society. He's got a video for us. I think this came out yesterday. Is it about whales? Uh, 
No, it is not, unfortunately. Has, <laughs> but it has is he just discovered the internal combustion engine? <laughs> <laughs> steam, Benedict. He's on steam power now. <laughs> Let me tell you about this water wheel that I've just invented. <laughs> but this one is titled... Marxist conspiracies exposed. Oh, I'm sorry, revealed. revealed. Revealed is what it is. Right. Let's see what our boy has to say. We are getting to them, folks. <laughs> UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, has a great deal to do with the Marxist bent of our government schools. So much so what? that more than once, American presidents have pulled out of UNESCO, but then reinstated. That more than once, by the way, is twice. Yeah. And it was Reagan and Trump. Right. <laughs> Stated later by the more socialist presidents. Bennett, do you want to take a guess on who those more socialist presidents were? Clinton and Biden. Nope. It's George H.W. Bush and Biden. Nope. George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and Biden, yes. Wow. They have a website called Think Before Sharing. Stop the spread of conspiracy theories. Yes, they're so afraid of people talking about conspiracy, they have instructions on how to stop such talk. Yeah, because things like Pizzagate happen and someone goes and like holds a fucking restaurant hostage with a gun. It has tangible real-world consequences, (laughs) you dumb fuck. Benedict, I I pulled up this webpage for UNESCO because this, of course, is one of the videos I watched ahead of time uh, because I love my boy Art. And, And it's just like... You know, think before you talk. Does that yeah. sound real? Does that pass the smell test? Like, it's shit like that. Well, it's like, it, it, it also, it's essentially, don't be a dumbass online. Like, <laughs> yes, that's basically it. That's essentially, yeah. And I mean, even Twitter, like, Twitter has that. Like, if you try and retweet a post, a tweet, well, I don't oh. know if it still does, but if you try and retweet a tweet with an article in it, it's often Did like... Did you read this first? Yeah, are you sure yeah. you don't want to read this? Like, fuck off, first uh. of all. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's also happened to me with stuff that I've written before, which is very weird. (laughs) To quote President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who purportedly said, in politics, nothing happens by accident. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. Benedict, how much do you want to bet that that quote is real? Uh, I would say it's more than likely apocryphal. That um, is absolutely a fake quote, and Benedict, you and I have read the source of that quote. That comes from Num Dare Call It Conspiracy. Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> First of all, think before you post online, Art. Literally, you're proving the point. Don't fucking make things up and share it. <laughs> I Fuck know, that's the best. It's the best. It is that simple. We all plan in our personal lives, our employment, etc., Yet we're led to believe that the political mistakes, accidents, and lack of foresight are what they say they are and never planned. The UNESCO website has a litany of ideas of how to debunk conspiracy theories. While much of it revolves around the COVID-19 epidemic, it is a blueprint for debunking all manner of political conspiracies. As you know, the John Birch Society has long advocated and proven that a master conspiracy exists and exposed some of the minions of this conspiracy over time. So much so that the majority of people believe that a conspiracy exists, especially when we tell the people what is in store for them and in how and who is planning it, and lo and behold, the predictions come true. I think art means, like, people he talks to. The majority of them believe that there's a conspiracy. Yeah. There are some bizarre conspiracy theories out there, and they appear to be deliberately planted in such a way to make the real conspiracy story look ridiculous. He nearly said theory. He so nearly said theory. So the bad conspiracy theories... There's a conspiracy. Okay, so yeah, here's what you gotta know. Here's what you gotta know. He's got a conspiracy con- theory about conspiracy. <laughs> He's got a conspiracy theory. He's got a meta conspiracy. I love it. It is literally a meta conspiracy in yep. a different sense than a usual way. Yeah. <laughs> I 
love that so much. Amazing. The wacky conspiracy theories. Oh, those are all planted by the globalists. So the, uh, it, it's uh, a, it, he's calling <laughs> some conspiracy theories false flags, basically. This yes, is this the is false what he's flag doing. of conspiracy theories. As well as the people who propagate them. Such ideas of interplanetary beings posing as humans. David Icke. He's calling out David Icke. Okay, but Benedict, I love that those are the examples he goes to. Because all of the other, whatever, when he said that there were crazy conspiracy theories out there, the ones that you and I thought of, he believes in those ones. Oh, yeah. So he had to go with, (laughs) nobody really believes that dogs can talk. Like, no, obviously fucking not. Oh, Sasquatch. (laughs) You're so funny. No, he believes now let me in tell you about how these UFO people are fake. He and they're believes trying to in the Sasquatch, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of these nutty ideas are made up to make anyone who believes in actual political conspiracies look like idiots. However, for over 60 years, the John Birch Society has written books, produced media, and related the background of a master conspiracy at work. No one has ever been able to refute these efforts. Shit, Benedict, he hasn't listened to our podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Art, I have sent you the link a thousand times. He doesn't know how che- to open a link. <laughs> Check your Hotmail account, Art. Check, Check your, your Hotmail account. account. <laughs> God damn it, I love Get- this man so much. All right. I don't think we need much more of that. No. Oh, God. Oh, Art, God love you. You're the greatest. Will uh, we do, do one more and then switch to patrons? I think so. We are down to seven videos, Benedict. Right. Which one will you have? Let's do number four. Number four. This one, Benedict. Uh, this one is a PragerU video. It is titled, Why Even Atheists Should Teach Their Children About God. All right, let's do it. This is one of the ones I thought maybe we had watched before. I don't know possible i don't remember but i think it's possible let's see what it says as a therapist i'm often asked why depression and anxiety are so common among children and adolescents okay so i'm gonna i like to do this when we do prager you videos and predict what they're gonna argue based off of like the first three seconds because teenagers feel like life has no meaning because they're fucking teenagers yeah so even if you don't believe in god you should teach them about god because it'll keep them from it gives their, gives their life a gives their life a greater meaning i guess is is what she's gonna that, say I, I think i think that's just about what she's gonna argue. i would say yep. that this is probably uh psychotherapy malpractice if she's just like <laughs> hey uh believe in god and that'll help like that By the way, this, seem... this woman's name is erica commissar is commissar she, with a k is she a licensed psychotherapist uh it does not say in her prager you bio so i can't tell you 100 percent Probably a church therapist. One explanation, almost surely the most... Also, she looks just like uh, the lead actress from the movie Airplane. ...neglected is declining interest in God and religion. I see the consequences of this in my practice. What was that? Her most recent book is called Chicken Little, The Sky Isn't Falling. Okay. Isn't the whole premise of Chicken Little that the sky actually is falling and nobody believes him? No, I thought it was the other way around. That like he got hit on the head by an apple or something and thought the sky was falling. Uh, I don't okay. know my. That's not a fairy tale. It's like like uh, Shel Silverstein or something. I have no idea about Chicken Little. I have no idea. Yeah. Almost uh, every day, and this is not merely my personal observation. A 2018 Harvard study involving 5,000 people examined how being raised in a family with religious beliefs affects the mental health of children. The study found that kids who attended a religious service at least once per week scored higher on psychological well-being measurements and had lower risks of mental illness. So it's the same argument that you and I, with our activity in atheist circles, have heard for a long time. And the rejoinder to it is when you look at studies that look at people who have a regular weekly activity that is not religious, that is completely gone. It's just having a community and having regular interaction with other people. And and shared interests. Yeah, Yeah, I'm bored with this one. Uh, Let's get rid of that. Let's do one more. And then we will go over to the patron only. How about that? So we have sure. six left. Give me one to six. Let's do it. Four. Again. Number four, Benedict. Number four. Go ahead. No, wrong no, one. Hat no. tip. Rumble. Cut eight. 
Go! Damn it, I should have used that when you picked eight. Didn't you pick eight at one point? I think you might have done. Number four, Benedict. Uh, this, this is from our current boy, Alex Jones. And this one, uh, short and sweet, having to do with Brasilia. I thought you might be interested. Um, oh, I am. Also, yeah, this is the other hot take that I, f- I did actually think about and forgot to say mm-hmm. is it's really fucking annoying when people vote for fascists yes it is yes, stop it is, voting it? for fascists if fascists is going to take power at least make them do a fucking coup yeah stop voting yeah. them into power yeah jesus christ well let's see if alex uh who i'm sure speaks fluent portuguese has some inside <laughs> information about what's going on down in brazil oh i'm sure he does Control, they're going into overdrive using judicial tyranny election fraud economic warfare cultural and spiritual warfare it's insane Real polls that are scientific had Bolsonaro winning by five to ten points, but now there's a runoff because the communist, who's already been president before, and who ran Brazil to the ground, won by about what seven points, eight points, and so now there's a runoff, and the polls had Bolsonaro twenty points behind. I thought the polls had him five to ten points ahead. I thought that's what yeah. happened. So, so what actually happened is the polls had Lula, who's the um, the socialist mm-hmm. candidate. Uh, he was polling at around 48%. If you get over 50%, there's no runoff. Mm-hmm. So he was polling at around 48%. Ended up getting around 48%. Yeah, um, basically so dead got, on what he was polled to they get. Were, they were pretty dead on. The The problem, quote unquote problem, was that they had Bolsonaro at about 36% and he ended up getting about 43%. Yep. Because a lot of undecideds just decided to yep. vote for Bolsonaro. Stop voting for, for fascist undecideds. But like, that's what can happen like undecideds at some point decide like yep. and and most of them decided for bolsonaro which is like you would maybe expect because people aren't going to tell a pollster that they're going to vote for the fucking fascist potentially like i mean we saw that in 2016 <laughs> yeah and 2020 yep. i mean yep they put out those fake polls to make you think well no reason to go vote for him he's going to lose anyways so massive election fraud taking place uh, in brazil that's how they've kept control of Mexico and so other so many other places and now Okay, pause it. So Antonio their- Lopez Abrador has like a seventy percent approval rating. He has like an absolutely <laughs> miraculous <laughs> approval rating. It's ridiculous. And part of it is literally because he goes on TV every day and does a three hour press conference where he just talks whatever shit that he wants to talk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's the end of that clip. Uh, okay, so cool. Um, well, it's all bullshit, and stop voting for fascists. Stop voting okay, for fascists. Now. I think we can all agree with that. Um, you know, we're not even over an hour yet. I think we have time for one more. I think we have okay. time for one more, Benedict. So we have okay. five left. Give me your choice, one through five. Uh, two. You fucking goddamn so, fucker. All right, we'll do number two. Number two, Benedict. This is titled, How to End Systemic Racism. From okay. PragerU, uh, presented by Amala Ekpundi. Uh, okay. And I'm going to guess that she has a bad take. And people of color are paying a terrible price. No, I was a few seconds into it. I had to restart. There is systemic racism in this country, and people of color are paying a terrible price because of it. Okay. Okay. Maybe PragerU has learned some stuff. I don't think so. Let's see. I don't know, Benedict. I feel like you're being a real pessimist. I feel like you're being (laughs) a real pessimist about where this is going. The elites who have instigated this moral crime deserve to be exposed for what they've done. The sooner we call attention to them, the sooner we expose their regressive ideas, the sooner we live in a more just society. No truth, no peace. Here's how bad it is. At Columbia University, black students have a separate graduation from white students. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. Um, is that that's the that's the systemic racism? Yeah. That, also, what <laughs> against against white people? No, I mean that's that is uh, segregation. I presume is. What oh, oh. So I'm assuming that Columbia University, there is no graduation uh, at which both white and black students uh, are, are present. That doesn't seems happen. wrong. But okay, carry on. Uh, yeah. Uh, in many other colleges, black students are encouraged to live in their own separate dorms. What? What is going on here? There, Benedict, look, if I if I was living in 1960s America, I wouldn't even expect such a thing. That that people would be encouraged to join support groups and organizations of people who have a similar experiences as them, 
and forced for she said forced right she said forced she said encouraged oh encouraged. uh um to 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 li- live in in separate i i i presume what she means is given the option to yeah yeah um i'm gonna go with forced still because it sounds better <laughs> and i'm a frog march Students in many New York City government schools are separated by color during the school year. State government. What? I. So Ben, you're 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 in New York City. I mean, like I, I, I like <laughs> I, I'm gonna need a source. I'm gonna assume that I have no idea. Look. We both know that there are problems with segregation in public schools and the fact just yeah. the way that school districts are drawn and way it's schools normally are around things. admission though, not like yeah, yeah. What's but I'm going to assume because she was so vague on that one that what she means is like there's an African American student club and they go yeah. to a club room for an hour a week or something. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Governments put regulations in place that make it harder for minorities to start businesses. A national museum. Does she want to be specific about that at all? I don't think nope. so. Zm declares hard work and ambition to be white values. Oh, that I I remember that brief moment of moral panic over that one, but I don't remember the specifics. It was something yeah, like yeah, it is it is a bit. It it was just like one research group was just like don't tell people. I, I don't know. It, it, was, it was something, something about how you know the whole Protestant work ethic bullshit. All that traces back to white supremacy in trenches. Yeah, all yeah, that sort which, of stuff. And now. Uh, I think I'm remembering it now that I'm thinking about it. something about how um, uh, what, what's the fucking phrase they have that came from a, a cartoon? Uh, bup, bup, bup. You know what I'm talking about. You're the one who always reminds me that it came from a cartoon. Which one? You know, you work hard and get ahead. Uh, meritocracy. Oh, that, the meritocracy. That meritocracy is, yeah, yeah. is an it, idea used to hide what it was. A, yeah. It was a satire. Yes, that's right. That's right. One of America's two major political parties assumes that many black people are incapable of obtaining a driver's license or an ID card. Okay. Is it the Republicans? It's not the Republicans, Benedict. Uh, what it is, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, is that... Uh, not true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's, if you just look at who has driver's licenses and IDs, um, African Americans are far less likely to have them. And uh, Republicans know that to be a fact, so they put in place driver's license and ID laws hoping that they can keep those people from voting because they show up and don't have an ID and perhaps didn't know about the law or perhaps just didn't have time to go do it or get a license or an ID or, you know, the costs that some states put in place or perhaps they didn't have all the information it takes to get a fucking real ID because you had to have five copies of every fucking piece of paper you ever had in your yeah, life. that's very annoying. Uh, and then they can't vote, and, and Republicans know that. We don't assume that they can't get them. We want to make it so that they can get them, but we want to ensure that they aren't prevented from voting if they don't have have one that's yeah. what the fuck it is in oregon black students are told that math is a white construct i think that just goes back to that one that one thing like one teacher said a thing on twitter yeah exactly. it comes from exactly all but guaranteeing failure in this essential skill in baltimore less than 10 percent of minority students can read at grade level all but guaranteeing failure in this essential skill in Oakland, no student is allowed to get a D or an F. Instead, everyone is simply promoted to the next grade, whether they know the material or not. Yeah, man, that's problems. That's bad. Do you yeah. have a solution to these things? Or is your no. solution going to be, you know, fuck these kids up and let them fail? Mm-hmm. I think that's her solution. Must be. City councils demonize their own police departments, then vote to cut police budgets. Crime and murder skyrocket. No one is the victims to cut are police budgets. By the way, I really police budgets have increased. Yeah, and I really love that. Just the other day, a report came out that uh, San Francisco's uh, crime rate has has slightly increased, uh, despite the fact that they removed Chesa Boudin, uh, you know, who was supposed to be this commie uh, district attorney that they were all hating on. Uh, and mm. removing her was going to, of course, fix this crime problem because they're going to have somebody sure. who's tougher on crime because that's how it works. ...are almost all minorities. Prosecutors refuse to prosecute hardened criminals. Instead, they let the criminals back on the streets to... The fuck does hardened criminal mean? That's not uh, a phrase. Calcified, I believe. <laughs> if you, if you uh, they have let gout. water drip on have, you for too long. It's <laughs> criminals with gout and they have these calcium buildups in their joints. <laughs> That's hardened it. criminal is not a phrase with a worthwhile meaning. 
It's a no. phrase you use to demonize people you think are not worth being, you know, considered members of society. That's what yes. it means. You don't have a yeah. fucking def. There's no definition of that. They're not. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Hardened criminals are being let out on the streets. Guy who has a, a criminal drug possession charge 10 years ago got let out on his assault charge. That's your hardened criminal. That's yeah. that's as fucking easy as it for these, these people. I don't know. I feel uh, frustrated and done with this bullshit. Okay. Uh, that's enough. I think I think it's time to be done here. Uh, that was sad. That was a really sad yeah. attempt at a PragerU video. But uh, anyways, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Just remember... If you can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons. A baby! Veronica Forker, Melissa C., J.D., George Saulnier, Tinker's Dam, Janet Yutter, Stefan, Shannon Hellman, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Macaw, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taro Takanen, and Balls Waterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time. What rules, you sons of bitches? Goodbye. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.